where's the man that you fear most in football staring you right in the face? Pitch to Walter, looking for the record, cuts back, he's got it! Historians may debate whether Chicago's defense was the best unit ever to play the game. Go Bears! Welcome to the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2 and ESPN 1000. Here are your hosts, ABC7's Dion Miller and ESPN 1000's Jeff Miller. Live from the PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse, 3501 South Laramie. We are the Bears pregame show on ESPN 1000. Meller and Miller here for you up until the noon kickoff as the Bears host the one-time Chicago Cardinals, now the Arizona Cardinals for a long time at this point, at Soldier Field. I'm Jeff Meller along with Deion Miller, and we have a... I would call it, it's not, I think this is a must win for the Bears, Dion. At 4-7, and seven, hosting the top of the conference, Cardinals at 9-2. and two. This one, if they want to remain in the hunt, is a must win. I hate that phrase. If in the hunt? Any, oh my gosh, I hate it. It is so, the, the, half their wins are against a winless team. Yes. In the, what are they in the hunt for? Something better. <laughs> something better in the in future. In the hunt to not, save Matt Nagy's job. No, I don't think they can. Really? I, that's what I will say, the lingering effects of last week. I don't think that they can. It was deflating yeah. around Hallis Hall this week. Very deflating and very just kind of matter of fact. And, of course, that probably means they will win this game. Something crazy will happen, and they'll be able to pull something out. But to what end? To what end? What would that matter? Mark it down, 10 2 <laughs> All right, guys. There's the, deep, <laughs> there there's, there's the deep side for you, DM. we got two minutes 10-0-2. in. 2 <laughs> And I, it's a fair point. I do think, look, I don't think it's realistic. I think if the Bears make the playoffs, Matt Nagy could be back because – They're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make Miller. the playoffs either, Deion Miller. But, but, <laughs> but it's at least whether it's 1%, less than 1%, it is theoretically possible that – they win five of their next six games and have themselves sitting at what would that be nine and nine and nine nine and eight right right so right it, and and it, the way the with seven teams making the playoffs it's a possibility now do I think it's going to happen no but it starts with today today's the situation where yeah. if you lose. Now you don't even get to be on the graphic. You don't even get to be right. in the hunt. Like, like, which, and, and that's, you know, let's be honest. When NFL broadcasts put up the in-the-hunt graphic, they're uh, trying to be inclusive. Of they course want, they are. They want every fan base to think there's still a chance. Don't tune your team's games out just yet. And, and there is. Like, mathematically, of course there is. And there is a possibility. But what, in God's name, has given you any sort of confidence mm. that they can win it, it, Boy. It, two games in a row, let alone like five of – how many are left? I've lost count. Six, six. right? We have, we've got six games left in this 17-game season. Because Which feels longer seven. than ever before. <laughs> well, it always feels long when your team is bad, and that's what yes. the Bears are right now. And if you – maybe you can give us a better name for where the, where the Bears are at. 312-332-3776. Help, help us rename the graphic in the hunt. Yes. What should we, what should we classify these four and seven Bears as? Because – it does feel like we're in a we're a rudder, rudderless ship at this point. Yeah, it's very hopeless right now, and 
you know, with, with Andy Dalton starting today mm-hmm. um, in some weather that looks pretty nasty, the forecast, it's going to rain. It's, you know, we're, we're a few degrees above freezing, so it's going to be one of those nasty days at Soldier Field. So maybe there's your path to victory for Bears fans. That's, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not arguing with that. I think that is a, that could be a path to victory, especially if the Cardinals decide not to risk uh, – more injury to Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Like if they can, because of their injuries and if the field is bad and it's wet and gross, like maybe, maybe they decide not to play them. I think that gives the bears a little bit more of a chance, especially because the Cardinals know where they're going. They, they have a direction. They have, they have a captain of the ship, if you will. And the bears do not. So because of that, I feel like they, if they lost this game, it's not going to derail their season. Certainly not. But we know the Cardinals have a lot to play for because right now at 9-2, and two, they're atop the NFC. There's only one bye now, now that they, they've yeah. made that rule official. Now that there's seven teams making the playoffs going forward, the two seed, unlike in years past, no longer gets that bye. So the one seed is certainly worth playing for. The Cardinals are atop the NFC standings right now. However... Right on their heels are the Green Bay Packers, the Bears' next opponent yes. next Sunday night, who are on by this week. But, of course, most people will remember that on Thursday night, Green Bay went into Arizona and beat the Cardinals mm-hmm. without a lot of their receivers who were in COVID protocol, the Packers, that is. And so a depleted Packers team has already beaten this Arizona Cardinals team. So if they finish tied... The Packers will win the head-to-head tiebreaker. So the Cardinals have every incentive today to go out and get a win against what I have to believe they deem a very beatable Bears team. You mentioned Kyler Murray. It feels to me like everything I've read and, you know, watching the press conferences, Kyler Murray hasn't played since week eight. Mm -hmm. Now, he was, it seemed like, Essentially ready to play two weeks ago in week 11. But the Cardinals had the bye in week 12. So I think Cliff Kingsbury and the entire Cardinals staff probably said to themselves, listen, Colt McCoy has been playing, you know, serviceable for us. We can get by one more week. Take this extra week, Kyler. Get healthy. You'll have the bye. Then you can come back against the Bears feeling completely healthy. Now, DeAndre Hopkins, you mentioned his name. He's the interesting one to me because he's dealing with a hamstring injury. Mm -hmm. And I saw Adam Schefter report earlier this morning that it wouldn't be surprising at all to see Hopkins on a limited basis today. It's kind of curious. I will – they're expecting him to play. But until we get those inactives in about 25 minutes from now, I'm going to be curious to see if he actually does go out there because with this weather and the hamstring injury Mm -hmm. and the fact that they're already talking about maybe limiting him – I wonder if they just maybe make the decision all of a sudden, you know, 20 minutes from now. You know what? It's not worth it. We can beat the Bears without DeAndre Hopkins. That's what. That's where my mentality mm-hmm. is at too. If if it if it's not worth the risk because this of the team that they're facing, like they they know that they can beat them with not at a hundred percent. They can they can beat the Bears. Sure. I mean, the Lions almost beat the Bears. Yeah. Should we uh, dig into that? We haven't had maybe a, chance. a little bit. I'm. You know what I'm struggling with is that somehow they feel like we should get all excited because they snapped a five game losing streak by scoring sixteen points. Do you know? That the Arizona Cardinals are unbeaten on the road. Do you know that when they're on the road, they only give up 16 points a game on the road? So this does not bode well for the Bears to suddenly what build off an 18-play, eight-and-a-half-minute drive that they played for a field goal. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they're riding momentum from that into this game. Those were the words of today's starting quarterback, Andy Dalton. We hope we built some momentum. 
on Thanksgiving Day. It certainly feels like they're in a position where I need to nobody, nobody, they're, listen, they're, they're a seven and a half point underdog. And, you know, it doesn't, I don't think anybody right now is fooling themselves into believing the Bears are going to go out and win this game. But the weather does, I think, give them a neutralizing factor that gives them more opportunity than I thought they would have if it were, you know, a nicer day where the elements weren't going to be as big of an issue. So, right. Today, I certainly am not super optimistic, but maybe maybe some people, like maybe you're just the optimistic Bears fan who wants to cling to the hope. And do you actually want the Bears to make a run? Maybe that's a fair question, too. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. 3776 Do you actually want the Bears right now, where they're at, at 4-7, and seven, to go out and win this game and make a run? Or are you resigned to the faith that Matt Nagy needs to be fired at the end of the season and winning games at this point doesn't do a whole lot of good? Because it's, it's also like one of those situations where – Rooting for the, your, your favorite team to lose, sometimes you have the argument, listen, I want a better draft pick. But we know the Bears don't have their first-round draft pick. So nobody right. really gets too excited about having a better second-round pick, Dion. Right. No, no it's one does. Not, it doesn't have the same panache no. as rooting for, for a top-ten <laughs> pick when you know that your pick is going to the New York Giants at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the season here. Speaking of second-round picks, yes. Tevin Jenkins yes. is officially activated for the first time this season, after injury, surgery, IR, slowly coming back. All right. He's going to be a monster today, correct? Uh, you know what? Let's listen to Matt Nagy, the Bears head coach, and tell, he can tell us what the plan for Tevin Jenkins is. We'll have him ready uh, depth-wise you know, for us and, and trying to figure out where that is. Again, I think this is um, the plan with, with Juan and with Bill Lazor myself. Moving forward, we'll just kind of get a feel for where he's at, what side, and, and, and everything like that. But I think just for us right now to be able to activate him and get him up is, is the good part. Does, does any part of you, and obviously the situation is what it is, but does any part of you want to see what he can do as a starter? I know you've got uh, some you know, players in front of him uh, right. at both sides, but um, and Peters is playing well. But, I mean, does, does part of you want, curious to see, hey, just – can, can you establish something this year? With well, of course, because I think, you know, when, when you draft a guy, uh, you're always anticipating to see how he's going to play. So the, the common answer would be yes. But at the same point in time, it provides a lot of depth to us. And we have a position there at left tackle right now where Jason Peters is playing pretty well. And that's a good thing, you know. So you always you always need as many O linemen as you can have. Um, we've been on the other side where we've been, you know, there ha- we've been the injury bug has hit us, and it's it's difficult to get through that. But right now we like depth, and I think for for um, Tevin to be able to, you know, come on in and get going, uh, we just kind of play it out. But it's it's a good problem to have. Stating the obvious, they like yeah. they like depth. The end. They like depth. That's why he. It's good to get him activated. Actually, it's good to get him activated because he. You invested a second round pick in this guy, and he came in with um, such a his personality really like won the fan base very quickly. He obviously looked like he could put in the work, and then just wasn't available. And so I, it, it is exciting to get him out there. I hope that we see something today something some spark from him um i you know Nagy talked a lot about though jason peters and what he has brought to that offensive line and though it was a little bit like tenuous at first you weren't sure what he'd be able to bring at 39 i've been impressed i actually have like we that we don't hear his name a lot which is a good thing when you're an offensive line no he's been one of the most reliable players on the line all season i'm with you and after the first game of the season we were a little bit concerned Very because much so. you know he like he we've gone over this ad nauseum 
he was fresh off the boat. He was yeah. he was out fishing in the, in the uh, off season, and when the Bears called and said, "Hey, do you still want to play some football?" He's like, "Yeah, I, I got a little, I got another year left in me. Let's do this." And you know, the first first game against the Rams was not very encouraging, but he has worked himself back into shape and has proven a reliable piece for them at left tackle, which is exactly what you're hoping for. And I do think this is too the way the timeline. You mentioned Tevin Jenkins. He like I think a lot of a lot of people had him down as a first round grade. Yes, but the back injury obviously scared some teams off, and is the reason why he fell to the second round. And as we've seen, it has played a role. Now, hopefully, that is in the rearview mirror, and the Bears can now get on with putting him out there at some points during the game. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if this season does end up getting away from the Bears to the point where they're no longer in the hunt <laughs> yeah. on the graphic there. <laughs> if it does get away from them, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see Tevin Jenkins start the last couple of games of the season at left tackle specifically. Yeah. When you can, or, you know, or maybe right tackle if there's an injury, you know, Larry Borum. It's all in play, I think, for Jenkins to get out there once the Bears are removed from contention and actually too when um if if you have any injuries or you just have him having an opportunity to practice a little bit more i wouldn't be surprised at all if we do see tevin jenkins get a couple starts down the stretch i would like my small request from the spares team that's not going to be in the hunt for very much longer my small request is i would like to see tevin jenkins at left tackle and Justin Fields starting behind center because that's really what you drafted them for, and yes. that's what we want. We want to see what that actually looks like. I'd like a little teeny tiny taste. Like, just show me something that makes me excited that that's going to be a solid like corner of the of the offense moving forward. That's, that would I be a nice request. That's a perfectly reasonable request and something that Bears fans could maybe hopefully get more excited about. Maybe that's, again, one of the reasons why today's game is not as enticing right now when you consider you're dealing with Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback and Tevin Jenkins is not going to at least start today. It's one of those situations where Bears fans are looking around trying to convince themselves of a reason for why they need to watch today. 312-332-3776. Let us know if you're watching this Bears game today and what you're looking for from them. Are you hoping they remain in the hunt or... Are you already past it at this point? Is that just uh, too ridiculous to even say out loud in the hunt? She's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. We're live at the PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse today, 3501 South Laramie. Come on out and say hello. Get yourself registered. Do some of these live uh, live on-site yes. bets, which you can only do here. I'll tell you about those in a little bit. We'll do that when we come back. And also, have the Bears finally straightened out the coin toss? We've got to get into that. We'll do that (laughs) next. This is the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show live from Hawthorne Racetrack and the Points Bet Sportsbook with ABC 7's Dion Miller and ESPN 1000's Jeff Miller. Listen to Chicago's Home for Sports on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2, and ESPN 1000. Detroit has won the toss and elected to defer. Chicago, you want the ball? You want the ball? I want to defer. They defer. You want the ball. You want the ball. Which way do you want to kick? Chicago will receive at this end. Good luck. That is an all-timer. Christian Jones, he wanted to defer. He didn't care what had already happened. No. Points bet pregame show here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller alongside Dion Miller. And 
Dion, I joked that was, I think, the only thing that brought Troy, Troy Aikman joy. Yeah, the whole well, game. Of the, of the Thanksgiving Day game. Him and Joe Buck were none too pleased about the fact that they had to be there on Thanksgiving broadcasting Bears and Lions. But they took a little bit of pleasure in the, at the expense of Christian Jones there. Um, but yes. Christian Jones, I thought kudos to Christian Jones because when he met the media on Wednesday, I thought he played this perfectly he did. when he was asked, hey, Christian, walk us through what happens. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I was I was kind of chatting with one of my uh, former teammates uh, when they were before the the coin toss, so I heard him, but I didn't really hear him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's kind of what happened there. <laughs> when did you check your phone after the game? Was it? Yeah, yeah. I knew I knew after that I was gonna get some type of backlash from him, but you know it's all good. <laughs> broadcast, essentially, Troy Aikman said, oh, we got a good one for you. <laughs> this coin toss. Did you go back and watch it then? And the... I, I, saw, I saw some clips, you know. <laughs> I saw it. Just try to entertain some people on Thanksgiving, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you got to check the rest, man, you know. I've been a little iffy this year, so i sure they're on the toes a little bit. <laughs> See, I love that. He admits that, uh, listen, he got caught uh, chatting with yep. a former teammate, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he did spend some time with the Lions. But, uh, you know what? He turned it around and said, you know what? <laughs> the reps have not been great this year. So keep, keep him on, on their toes. toes. I'm, his nickname is Cheese, and mm-hmm. it's the best because he is always smiling. Like, yes. if you're – he is joy. Like, he is he's, he brings joy to the podium. So that's why it was good that it was him who went through that. And it looks like we're uh, skimming across social media there. We've got some uh, news regarding the Cardinals. Yes. uh, Stacey Dales of NFL Network says that Cliff Kingsbury told her Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, both will be playing today against the Bears. No big surprise with Kyler Murray at all. That was expected at this point throughout the week. It was always trending in that direction. The one issue with DeAndre Hopkins is how much will he be on the field for the Cardinals today? That is the one thing I'm curious to see. And... You know, especially if they get out to any type of lead, I would mm-hmm. not be surprised at all if the Cardinals pull back a little bit on his usage because, you know, hamstring injuries are one of those situations where you never want to, you know, you, you're, you would definitely rather be cautious with that and Absolutely. not, not, not uh, worry about any type of That can of linger for a long time if you're not careful with that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see exactly where they're at and – if the Bears can do anything to slow down that tandem. And so this was from Adam Schefter just about 11 hours ago. He said uh, in a tweet, Cardinals receiver Hopkins listed as questionable for Sunday due to his hamstring is likely to play, but could be used more sparingly than usual due to his injury and the weather conditions. So that and was from, the Bears. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was uh, Dion's own editorial edition. But <laughs> right, that I was not Schefter. Sorry. I will co-sign that as well. I think you're spot on about that. But Kyler Murray will be back out there. And again, I, he was, it, it really seemed like he was close to playing back in week 11. And it was the fact that they, it was like, we have a week 12 bye. There's no reason to yeah. force this issue. Let's make sure that we get him healthy. And so I'm, I don't expect him to be limited at all today against the Bears, which I will say, like, that's going to be one of the reasons to watch today's game for me. Yeah. Um, Kyler Murray, listen, he's, he's a fun watch. It's mm-hmm. just a fan of football. And I think... Bears fans, when you're watching this, you know, you're probably dreaming that 
Justin Fields one day can turn into what Kyler Murray has done at this level. Yeah. Oh, right? that would be that would be ideal. That's the hope. Yeah, that is the hope. And I think that that's what we want to see. And speaking of Justin Fields, this week at practice, the limited windows that we saw, I'll be real, I thought he was going to play. Okay. He did not look limited. I was going to ask you about that. He did not look like he was really favoring it. He didn't look like every breath he took was painful or mm-hmm. throwing the ball down the field looked like normal. Yes. Now, and and you're not the only person who was up at house observing this who had that you know same thought. A lot of people, a lot of glowing reports from Bears beat reporters about how good Justin Fields yeah, looked in the practice session. Uh, the one thing is, of course, not getting hit. And yeah. when you're dealing with rip, rib injuries, re-injury for that is also a concern. And just playing through the pain is problematic. So with your young quarterback, I think, you know, even though I, he's the reason to watch Bears games these days, I certainly think it's in the best interest of the team to make sure that he's healed up and ready to go. Even though he looks good, yeah. you, also have to be, you also have to know that he can take those hits and not be concerned that he's going to be dealing with extra pain. Is- you think about, though, how long he'll have been off because he took that hit against the Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then missed Thanksgiving, then having that whole time off, then another week. I mean, it's going to be like almost a month maybe. I'm really bad at math. So, but that's – and, I mean, again, I don't – I don't a know. Long, it, that's a long t- – to me, that's it, a long time. And you want to build it, it for somebody that we're all we're focused on is development. It is, but I, at the same time, too, again, this is where I think the – What's practical or maybe the best outlook for, you know, a, an organization versus what a coach, the mindset they have? You know, I think, you know, Matt Nagy, of course he wants Justin Fields to develop. But, and even though I was making the case that it's not impossible for mm-hmm. him to save his job if he makes up and finds his way into a playoff spot, the truth is that I think he's just got to get his head down and say, listen, Andy Dalton this week because he gives me the best chance to win this week. Yes. And next week we'll kind of reassess how good Justin Fields looks in practice. If we can get a win, we feel better about maybe, you know, and I don't know, maybe Andy Dalton looks great today for some reason. <laughs> you can't even take that seriously, huh? I but, love, you're like, it looks great today for some, some reason. Un, 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 yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what it could be. I mean, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be, you know, based on his normal level of play, but for some reason he catch, maybe he catches a heater and all of a sudden the Cardinals are caught looking silly and unexpectedly he has Gosh, a great game. And what we would find that be like? I don't know. If Andy Dalton plays well this week, do you think that Matt Nagy would potentially try and ride it out another week? It, it, he's got the option. They could still say, listen, rib injuries are, you know, if for some reason, somehow, some way, the Bears get a win and on a sloppy field and Andy Dalton plays a good game, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of them kind of using the injury as an excuse for Justin Fields and a reason why they go with Andy Dalton on a Sunday night game against yeah. the Packers in Lambeau Field. I, I, you know, I think Manny, Matt Nagy at this point is taking it game by game. And, he, you know, and that's probably the way you, you should. He has to. Yeah, because he has to he for where he's at. He can't. He doesn't. He knows, based on everything that we've seen play out, that he's probably not in the long-term plans of this organization. So he's just trying to win each week as it comes. And so I wouldn't be surprised at all if Andy Dalton looks competent that he and they find a way to win this week, that he uses it as another excuse to start so next week. Wait, no, I wouldn't be surprised either. He's got to throw anything he can to prove he knows what he's doing and deserves another chance to stay at this job. 
Well, none of us uh, feel like that's the case right now, I don't think. But No. But Mm-mm. the uh, Bears are going to have to go out and try and show us. I mean, listen, they, I'm, I'm curious to see. We're going to get in two minutes here, the inactives. Who actually is going to be available for yeah. the Bears today? on the defensive side of the ball, too, because that also is going to factor into what exactly. Here's another thing. I, we talked, we touched a little bit about like a, a hangover effect from last week, from that Thanksgiving week. Yes, the Bears won, but there was so much noise and so much stuff going on outside of that. It felt like it's there was such finality to what happened last week. It felt like it, it laid, laid itself out for the inevitable, right? And to just, that, that was what was so difficult for me as a reporter, as somebody sitting there wanting to ask questions. That was so hard because you go from that week of, are you going to lose your job? What have you, and you, you don't know what to believe coming out of their mouth mm-hmm. and to turn the page from that to, so how are you going to battle the Cardinals? It was like, what? what? I, I, this doesn't even, it, but wah, 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 wah. Sure. like it didn't even sound like it was words I wanted to hear. So that was, that was weird it just it was a weird vibe and it felt like we've reached that point of the season again where it's like oh oh my goodness stop talking when does it end and we have six games to go well we'll be here for you for every <laughs> well i'm every not helping so come on out and see us yes. now listen there's lots of reasons to come out and see us the bears do not have to be the reason to come out and see us Great. Uh, come on out to the points bet at hawthorne race course get yourself registered take advantage of some of these boosters these on-site boosters we'll tell you all about those and we will have the inactives for you as they come down we'll do that next here on espn 1000 this, this, this is the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Live from the Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racetrack. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. The Points Bet pregame show live from. Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse, 3501 South Laramie. I'm Jeff Meller along with Dion Miller taking you up to kickoff between the Bears and Cardinals today at Soldier Field. Of course, also brought to you by Valparaiso University and 3Chi as always. All right, so we have officially the inactives have come in for the Bears today. No surprise, Justin Fields inactive as well as Damian Williams Allen Robinson, Tease Tabor, Marquise Goodwin, Akeem Hicks, and Mario Edwards Jr., which means that Roquan Smith is active today, he Dion. Is. He is. I think that's good. That's, I mean, he has been, without question, their best defensive player. He sparks everybody. They need him out there. He, this, is, this is good. You're absolutely right. He's uh, integral to what they do out there. He is their best. He's their rock, their foundation. It is good to have him back out there. Saw some reports that he was uh, getting a little bit of extra attention today from uh, Bears team trainers, but uh, that was in pregame warm-ups. And obviously he's not on the inactive list, so that is a huge, huge, huge. addition to the Bears defense And he today. was able to get out there on Friday a little bit, mm-hmm. so just moving around better, and you know how badly he wants to be out there and help the team. So I think that's that's really big. Yeah. That's really big. And it, so and, and same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. Now listen, the the weather is not going to do him any favors today, so hopefully they'll be uh, you know, cautious with him. I expect the Bears will be, but you know, 
And that's all the more reason, too, with the weather, the fact that he is active. I think that he's probably in a pretty good place. I don't think the Bears would risk it if they didn't think he was uh, really feeling good about today. So yeah. that is encouraging news for the Bears. And just another more reason, one more reason why. <laughs> maybe just maybe we paint the scenario where they can get themselves a, a win and keep themselves in that in the hunt graphic yeah. that everybody loves. That everybody loves. And, and, and it really would. Um, I just I'm, I'm really trying to, like, figure out what it would mean what it would mean other than other than a huge I guess that would help with that hangover effect that I talked about from last week that I do believe is still lingering there and how they just as humans put all that behind them. I mean you heard Cole Comet after they after the Thanksgiving game that was like, yeah. Okay, well I was at this meeting and this is what was said and, and it was hard because you didn't know what was true and what wasn't. And that's that was one of the more honest looks inside of what that week was like as a player because yeah. that's that's how it felt on the outside too. You're like is this true? Are there parts of this that is true? Is 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 his job already? Has it been determined already that he's going to lose his job? One would think yes. One would think yes. But you also and and you don't know. Like if they get, let's say they get absolutely trashed today, yeah. or next week against the Packers, would that change again? Would it, would George McCaskey be standing up there and saying, you know what, we are going to let the head coach go? I mean, th- those are still possibilities that are out there because there's so much football left. It's it, yeah. The only benefit would seem to be, at this point, saving face so that you can still remain, like, for whatever reason, they, if they take some sort of weird pride in the fact that they've never fired a coach I think in they season. do. I do, too. Um, and so I think that, you know, I, the fact that he got past the Detroit game, I find it hard now to envision it. Because I think the, also now the question is, everything is on Ryan Pace. The spotlight's on yeah. him at this point, too. I'm with you. Even though I'm talking about like can Nagy save his job the path to him saving his job is for them to go on an absurd run where Justin Fields comes back and looks good and they win five of their final six games maybe they win all six they somehow sneak into the playoffs as a seven or six seed you know because that's kind of like what we're talking about is a you know an NFC that's after the top five teams it's just a bunch of you know it's an entire mismatch of yes teams yes. that are not impressive right so if the Bears go on a run you would have to assume that if they did that, Matt Nagy would have looked good in the process in doing so. Yes. Now, I don't expect that to happen. No. And so assuming that that does not happen and what we actually do expect play out, where they're kind of like what they've been all year, is very unimpressive, yeah. losing more games than they win. And at that point, it's fait accompli that Matt Nagy is out. Then the attention turns to Ryan Pace. And... The decision needs to be made on him. And the reason you don't really have to, I think, be in a rush to let Matt Nagy go before the season ends is because if you're unsure about what you're doing with Ryan Pace, well, you don't need to. The only incentive to firing Matt Nagy is so that you could potentially interview potential replacements in season before the playoffs because of the new NFL rule. But if Ryan Pace is not going to be the man who's making that hire, or if you're uncertain about it, then... then there's there's no real incentive where you have to do it. Right. Like right. you know, not just like what are you going to do just to appease the fans that are chanting fire Na- the fight the right. the sporadic fire naggy chants that can seemingly break out uh, anywhere any you're moment. at these days. It, <laughs> Walking like, through Target. Exactly. <laughs> all of a, yeah. You never know. All of a sudden you're getting a little Christmas shopping done on the weekend and at a mall and all of a sudden so, a fire naggy chant I mean, breaks out. It, it would not be, be – I wouldn't put it past Bears fans at this point. So you're not going to just fire naggy just to appease the masses because no. there's no real incentive. And if you're unsure of whether or not Matt, uh, Ryan Payson is and, – and at this point I hope he's not – making the hire for the next head coach. I hope, I hope not too. Like, like I think it's 
personally, I think if you've come to the realization that Matt Nagy's done, there's really no reason where Ryan Pace, I think, should continue to have opportunities to hire or even have say so in who the next person who should be hiring the next no. head coach. Like, that makes no sense to me why None. he would continue to be involved, whether or not they like him because of whatever decisions he's helped lead them to and helped in in terms of turning around Hal's Hall, the design of the building. I mean, that seems to be... They're hanging their hat on the design of the building. I mean, am I... But that seems to be the only thing that is keeping... I I know, it's absurd. It is, it's absurd. But the fact that they like him, he's a nice guy, and they like what he's done in terms of a design for their practice facilities, (laughs) it's... It just, as a Bears fan, it leaves you exasperated because it shouldn't be how a multi-billion dollar entity is run. Uh, no. And yet no. It, it should not. That shouldn't, that shouldn't even be in the conversation that he upgraded the facilities like that. Okay, great. Where's your trophy for that? They're, they don't give those out. You need. It's about winning. It's about winning. And and at this point, you think you would think Matt Nagy is ready to throw any option at the at the wall to try to to try sure. to make it look different today. To yes. try to make it look different today. Make make it look different. It, it not just with Andy Dalton, but score more points or see the offense doing something. I think those are the only ways that you can justify him sticking it out through the season. But again, we go back to if John Fox with three wins was allowed to finish out the season. If Mark Trestman was allowed to not only get the job, also finish out a couple seasons, Mm -hmm. then you can't, you can't pull that rug out right now. You just can't. So that isn't consistent with who they are. No. So it it seems like at this point, I would be really surprised. You know, that was the one, the lions game. If it, if they somehow some way lost that game on Thanksgiving, you know, before the report had got out, I think it's possible that it was in play they would have parted ways. But I think once the report got out, yeah. for whatever reason they you know, they looked foolish yes. and so they didn't want they they're they're gonna cling to the story and continue to say it was untrue. There was it was you know, completely unsubstantiated whether or not there was any truth to it at the time or not. And so once they found a way to win that game, I think Matt Nagy kinda saved his job for the remainder of the season and now yeah. it's just a matter of what are they going to do as a team? Now, Justin Fields, you were talking about how good he looked. Jake yeah. Cutler was on with Waddle and Sylvie on Friday, and they asked him about the idea of potentially shutting down Justin Fields for the year. No Justin Fields this week. Andy Dons. I would shut him down for the rest of the year. This you would. You why? Yeah, why not? Why, well, why not? I still think, don't you think there are still some things that he can gain, positive things, by being out there taking some snaps? If he, it's fine as well, long as they yeah, I, think, I, think, I think it boils down to if you're keeping the coach or not. If you're keeping the coach, sure. Put him okay. out there and, no. you know, let's learn the offense. Let's go through the things. If you're not keeping the coach, shut him down and save him and make sure he doesn't get hurt. Interesting counterpoint from somebody who has played the position and also, Dion knows what it's like to go through having a new offensive coordinator. What did he have five in like a minute and it, a half? Yeah, like every it year. It was insane. It was like five and five years, wasn't yes, it? It was yeah. every single I love year. I me some Jay Cutler. I did when he was here. I so, still do. But what love do you it. think? So there's an interesting counterpoint. We all want to see, selfishly, we all, while we're watching Bears games, want to see Justin Fields provide exciting plays like he, get, like he did against the 49ers and give us, you know, a, just a taste and a glimpse and a reason to be optimistic. Right. But – from a practical standpoint, Jay Cutler says there, shut him down. Look, if, if you're if you're parting ways with your head coach, yes, just let him get healthy 
And there's you can understand the argument. Why, why are you going to make him go out there and run plays when you're, if you're just going to end up changing the entire offensive system anyway? I totally agree with that. I don't hate the idea. I mean, yes, he is a reason that people want to go watch games right now. We want to see what he can do. But I, I agree in that there's no reason to to risk him getting hurt or or to be further mentally damaged because that is still out there as a possibility that yeah. he could be ruined by the way that they've handled him or mishandled his rookie season. Yeah, there's... And if you're going to part ways with your coach and you don't want him touching your prize jewel, then then I'm not mad about sitting him. It, it, it's it's one of those – it's an interesting thought from a guy who's done it, done it and, you know, having the ability to kind of look at it from that viewpoint is – you know, I, I can't necessarily argue with it. If you're, as, if you're a well-run organization – you know, you do want to get him the reps, but I don't know what he's learning if he's just going to have somebody who's going to come in and change the system and do things completely differently. You could say you actually could be doing more harm by putting him out there if you've already made the decision that Matt Nagy should be gone. And so maybe that's another reason why if they don't win today, yeah. maybe Justin Fields and whether or not he plays the remainder of the year is on the table with the less, less wins they have, maybe the less likely they are to put Justin Fields out there because they don't want him to be bungled by this head coach. I, look, I'm 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 still on the team that experience is what he needs and he does need to experience every aspect of of what it means to play in the NFL and making that transition, but I think we've seen enough to know that he's capable. He certainly has the tools to do it. So now it's just a matter of getting him in the right hands and making sure that the coaches around him are the ones setting him up for the right success. And if you don't believe Matt Nagy's that guy, then don't let him touch him. It's uh it's, it's a compelling argument, to say the least. She's Deanne Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. This is the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Every two hours before a Bears game gets going, we take you right up till kickoff. Up next, we will check in with Teddy Greenstein of Points Bet Sportsbook and find Ooh. out what bets we should be making right here on ESPN 1000. This is brought to you by Northwestern Basketball, Chicago's Big Ten team. Coach Collins and the Cats host DePaul, Illinois, Purdue, and more at Welsh Ryan Arena this winter. Buy tickets now at nusports.com. Live from the PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racetrack, this is the ESPN Chicago PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2, and ESPN 1000. Welcome back to the Points Bet pregame show here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller alongside Dion Miller. We are live at the Points Bet at Hawthorne Racecourse. Come on out and say hello. We'll be here till noon today as the Bears get set to host the Arizona Cardinals at Soldier Field today in what is expected to be a pretty sloppy day with lots of yes. rain expected in the forecast and a pretty chilly day as well. It's just a, one of those nasty early December days. Gross. Where I, I think um, gross is a good descriptive word i think that's perfect um i will admit that uh when your team is four and seven as a season ticket holder this is one of those games where i'm glad i have traded out and swapped tickets (laughs) and i do not have to attend live in person because as i was noting earlier i think this is one of those situations where just to observe as a fan it is like worst to, to watch i would much prefer a colder day with 
you know, with just, just even snow. Snow is, you know, not as, not bad, as bad as rain as wet, for me. Spitting rain? No, that's man, awful. Unless, unless you're talking an absolute blizzard where you're getting soaked anyway because the, the, the snow's melting on you. But the truth is that when it's rainy and cold, but not, you know, not quite freezing. That is the nastiest weather to observe a game, game in. So Bears even, fans, even if the team is good, because that doesn't that you have to that does no, weigh in that they are not absolutely win, no that, or that, that you don't listen, expect them to win. That is factoring in when your team is four and seven. It is that much worse to be out at a game like like the conditions are expected to be today than when your team's seven and four, or if you're like the nine and two Cardinals. Like, yeah. Hey, no problem. Like it Suck just it makes, up. <laughs> it makes it that, it makes it tolerable. But when the weather's bad and your team is bad, yes. it is not a fun combination to be out there. But for all the Bears fans out there who are heading, who are tailgating, getting set to head on into Soldier Field, more power to you. Uh, yes. We appreciate it. Feel free to give us a call, 312-332-3776. Let us know how you're coping with the elements today because um, it does not look like a fun win to be a part of. But we do know that Kyler Murray and DeAndre yes. Hopkins are active, along with Roquan Smith for the Bears. Mm-hmm. But um, Justin Fields, Allen Robinson, Akeem Hicks are not. None of those are really a surprise, though. Only Roquan being active is really the only one we were kind of uh, not sure about. So, yeah, I that's mean, the positive news. It, that is positive news. It's it's interesting though. They've been without Akeem for so long. This week we were talking about them being without Khalil Mack as long as we have, and Robert Quinn named NFC yes. Defensive Player of the Month for the first time in his career. I think that is notable. It, listen, I was I was going to mention it. It's kind of funny because look, it's a, it's a great achievement. Yes. Now I don't. What it says is, look, Robert Quinn, who has, I believe, 11 sacks right on the season, yes. get five and a half for the month of November, which, 14 is, the, tackles. which is the reason He's... why he was named and a well-deserved honor that he received. Yes. The, I will say, the one thing is, like, it's a nice run of, you know, they had the, when did they have the bye? He had three games, right? Three games played. So it's, yeah. it's a nice run of three games, but the truth is that that's all it is. So it's a great honor. He's played excellent. Yes. I don't think you can ha- you, you cannot have asked for more from Robert Quinn, except maybe lining, lining on sides. Sides, yeah. <laughs> um, but aside from that, he's been awesome. And he's, exactly, he's, done, he's been doing exactly what Ryan Pace had hoped he would have done last year. Yes. When they brought him in to be that other edge rusher on the other side. Don't of you think it's map. much more stark of an improvement because he had two sacks all of last year? Like, it just, that is where... It stands out even more how valuable sure. he's been. I know he's always been valuable, but well, especially he, without Khalil to have the impact he, he's continuing to have, I think that's a very big deal. Yeah. And unfortunately, it just goes to show that he was clearly hurt all last year. Yes, and not, not himself. Not really. He also talked about the psychology of coming to a new team during the pandemic, mm-hmm. which it was stuff you hadn't really thought of. He said he's – and he's a quiet guy. Like, he's a quiet, unassuming, laid-back kind of guy. And mm-hmm. he talked about, like, everybody I met, all I saw was their eyes because everybody was wearing a mask. We weren't allowed to be together. And, like, he, he made it a point to say that not looking at his teammates as teammates but looking at them more as brothers and the way that they're, like, trying to bond. Now, I know that sometimes sounds a little bit cliche, but from a guy like that who speaks so few words, yeah. I think it that mattered so, to me. It, you could tell that he's playing differently because he feels – connected and like he belongs and and last year that was that was missing for a lot of people but to make that transition during a pandemic i don't think you can you can downplay the psychology of what goes into that listen now now robert quinn's somebody who i absolutely root for he he is uh in terms of like personality and like you said he's quiet but like what he's gone through in his life like oh my I know gosh. he's dealt with the brain tumor yeah in high school and to come back from that and i think his outlook really 
you know, I think plenty of people out there, like until you've had to deal with something like that, right? Absolutely life changing. That it, it it's easy to say. Like, appreciate the time that you have. Yes. But when you're someone like Robert Quinn who has dealt with having a brain tumor and having surgery and going through that and getting past that in high school uh, to where he's at now and just talk about appreciating the present and living in the the moment, um, I think truly, you know, he is an easy person to root for. So it was a great achievement, and I'm so happy that he was rewarded for it. What it means going forward, I don't know. You know, he's he's provided a nice pass rush and – that they've needed, especially without Khalil Mack, but yeah. it really, as we as we talk about, the team is only four and seven. Right. Without him, God knows where they would be. Right. It, it, they'd be with with Mack also injured. It'd be very dire the situation. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> but it's it's t- teetering on the verge of dire anyway. It is. But no, you're right. Without him, that would be it would be really bad. But and so I I just say like to highlight. Like no, that it, from it, this week, I think it's it's worth noting. But it, there were more confirmations this week that this is in fact a four-win team because they talked a long time about scoring touchdowns in the fourth quarter and like finishing strong and or or like putting together positive drives at the end of a game that they lost. It was like, oh, we've reached that point of the season, huh? Where we're like really trying to shiny uh, put lipstick yeah. on the pig of another loss. Like mm-hmm. gross, gross. Speaking of gross, mm-hmm. following on the socials, but being reminded that the Bears are wearing those. Awful orange jerseys today. I do not mm. like them. Thank you. That, Thank yeah, you. They're I the worst them. jerseys that they have in the closet right now. Yeah. Oh, the worst. The worst. One win in those out of five games. Okay. Okay. Let's. No, let's are not, you going to tell me that that doesn't have a. a the record has nothing you, to do with the You, If you look good, you play well. If you know you don't look good, it doesn't help your okay, cause. But That's I need, all I'm going to okay, say. Okay, then, Dean, I need you to go. Uh, be uh, give us some scientific facts there. How many of the players on the team actually? I think a lot of the players actually like the orange jerseys. I don't I know. I, I'm with you. I don't love them to be honest with you. I I prefer the uh, I, I'm I you know I, I'm with I'm with you and Tyler. I prefer the you know the historical navy blues or the same, whites for sure. Same, same. But I mean it's it's 2021 here. We got to have. You have to at least be open to the idea of having an alternate jersey. What would be, what would the preference be? Like those, there's no. You have to have an alternate jersey in 2021. You just have to. It, yeah. Like so, I I, I pre- isn't that like can I say this? striped one? Isn't that like the throwback? throwback? The greatest yeah. jersey the Chicago Bears have is the Monsters of the Midway, the navy jerseys with the orange numbers, best oh. jerseys they've ever had. Uh, I don't know if I can co-sign that one. I, I don't. I'm, well, now I'm, I want to look. I want to look at them all side by side. <laughs> so, the orange, like, and, and honestly, I know what Tyler's saying. The throwback jerseys with the orange numbers are, but they, they're just too similar to the to the to the to the normal home uniform, the normal navies for me. That I don't think it's that much of a difference. I actually, oh, I, I think I prefer I prefer the white numbers to the to the orange, the throwbacks that you you have, as long as they don't have that. The ridiculous ones, the the ones from the twenties, where they sometimes squirt the ones where them and the Packers put on that are just—they don't even look like a football jersey. They're more like a rugby jersey. Yeah, like, yeah, like as long like as they're that. not wearing those, I'm okay. See, what do you think? Uh, Dion right now is looking at the orange throwback. Uh, I numbers. do feel like they need like some sort of a white outline Pipe, yeah, around like the piping them. Yeah, around the piping it. around it. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you, what did this show just turn into? What are we doing? Is this, this is football what the, fashion one hundred and one. Like, well, this, what's happening? Listen, this is what happens when your team is four and seven. You're... Well, I'm just saying, I'm with Tyler. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Right. All so right, those the... orange jerseys are a four okay. win team. These are a Super Bowl championship team. 
the Navy with the orange numbers. They haven't won a Super Bowl championship in those jerseys yet. Didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they in 85? No. Isn't they, that what they, they look like? No, they weren't. What did they look like in 85? No, those were like from the 40s. Yes. But those, Which they were winning. Correct, Tyler, but they didn't win a what Super did they Bowl. Win? What did they look they were, like? They were those, the white ones. The white ones? Yeah, the, okay. the white numbered with the, the orange. Buddy. The orange and white. Well, then, uh, then they should just stick with that. 312-332-3776. Are you a fan of the Bears orange uniforms that they'll be sporting today as they host the Arizona Cardinals? Again, we will uh, check in with Teddy Greenstein. Had to move to 11-15. So we'll talk, chat with him in 15 minutes. And up next, we crack open Dion's notebook as she covers the Bears up at House Hall. She'll give you some insight in just two minutes.